Humankind is produced in association with WGBH Boston and supported by the Humankind Program Fund. Additional funding for this series has been provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the National Institutes of Health, the Annie E. Casey Foundation, and the Park Foundation. Compassion is something that can be born from our understanding. And the way to do it is uh, to learn how to look deeply in order to really understand. A soft-spoken Vietnamese monk who was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize tries to cool the fires of global conflict. You're listening to Humankind. I'm David Freudberg. Removed from the bustle and the battlefields of the world is a quiet Buddhist meditation center in rural South Woodstock, Vermont, called Maple Forest Monastery. This is where the Vietnamese-born Zen master named Thich Nhat Han often stays when he visits the United States to give peace lectures and conduct retreats. As I approach the monastery building set on a steeply sloping hill in the woods, I'm about to be ushered into a realm that is set apart from the life most of us lead. Listening to the bell, a monk chants, I feel all my afflictions dissolve. My mind is calm, my body relaxed. In the garden of my heart, the flowers of peace bloom beautifully. It is to this internal garden that 75-year-old Thich Nhat Hanh keeps returning a habit he developed as a young monk in war-torn Vietnam. There he worked continuously for reconciliation between North and South and led the Buddhist delegation at the Paris Peace Talks. He established relief organizations to rebuild villages destroyed by war and founded a volunteer corps for youth. Committed to nonviolence, he endured the slaughter of many of his disciples and eventually, at age 40, exiled from his homeland. When you see two brothers uh, fighting each other and you want them to stop fighting, you say something and you do something and both of them are against you because uh, what they want is to continue fighting and not reconciliation. That is, uh, it is as simple as that. They don't know that they need the most. What they need the most is uh, peace and reconciliation. But the anger in them is so strong. Uh, the will to fight in in them is so strong. So that hideaway, that cover up their deepest desire is that is to live in peace. They forget, they f- they forget their their need they, to live in peace. Yeah. Because uh, the anger is so much uh, 
overwhelming, it's so overwhelming. And they only think of uh, fighting, retaliating. Uh, they think that 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 is what they need, but they forget that the deepest need is to be living in peace and and harmony and uh, reconciliation also. A slight, slender man with shaved head. Thich Nhat Hanh is known to everyone simply as Thai, which means teacher. The late Catholic theologian Thomas Merton called him more my brother than many who are nearer to me in race and nationality, because he and I see things the exact same way. In 1967, Thai was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize by the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., who called him a holy man. A prolific poet and author, Thich Nhat Hanh's gentle words are marked by a beautiful simplicity. He urges listeners to maintain a practice of living quietly and looking deeply. How do you feel as a voice seeking peace when your voice is drowned out by the bombs and the, the shouting of those waging war? Uh, there is a belief that uh, the seed of peace is there in everyone. The seed of peace? The seed, the seed of peace. The, the desire for peace is there deep in everyone. And if you are able to touch the seed and help it to sprout, and then there will be a chance. So how does one touch that seed in someone who's covered over by anger and vengeance? I think uh, uh, the presence, the true presence of someone who has peace inside and who can look with uh, uh, compassionate eyes, who can speak with a compassionate voice, who can um, be uh, peaceful, uh, that is the basic thing. When you are around, you are around someone uh, like that, you have a chance to touch uh, uh, the peace within yourself. Uh, it's not by arguing uh, that you can do so, but by being peace, uh, you can help the other per person touch uh, the peace within himself or herself. You have written that for a person to have a dialogue with someone else, they must first have a dialogue with themselves. Right. How does a person engage himself or herself in a dialogue like that? Um, there is suffering, there is conflict inside uh, uh, ourselves. And if uh, we are too busy, we have no chance in order to go back to ourselves and realize what is going on within our body, our feelings, our uh, emotions, our uh, mm, thinking. We just get distracted. Yeah, and we, we, we just get carried away by events. So to have a chance to go back to yourself and to know what is going on inside, in your body, your feelings, your emotions, uh, in order to have a chance to restore um, harmony, uh, calm, or peace within oneself is um, very important. 
you cannot reconcile uh, with someone else before you reconcile with yourself. Uh, how do you treat uh, your body? How do you treat your emotions, uh, your feelings? Um, you, you, you need to learn how to treat your body with peace, with uh, tenderness. You need to learn how to treat your feelings, your emotions with uh, peace and tenderness. And then uh, when peace is there within you, you will, have, uh, you will have the capacity of uh, treating another person with tenderness and peace, and reconciliation will become uh, possible. If you fail with yourself, how can you succeed with another person? I think that uh, is true with uh, a community or a nation. If that community cannot uh, realize peace within uh, herself, if that nation cannot realize uh, peace and harmony within herself, and then making peace with another group of people or another nation, it would be very difficult. First, get one's own house in order. Right. During the sorrowful years of the war in Vietnam, Thich Nhat Hanh's work as a Buddhist monk included caring for the wounded and burying the dead. Death, he wrote, was always close to me. The experience taught him that everything in this world is impermanent and that we're only granted a day at a time. Impermanence uh, tell, tell you that uh, uh, you should live deeply every moment of your daily life. You live in such a way that can bring um, you satisfaction in terms of uh, peace, uh, love, brotherhood. Uh, what we can do today in order to uh, make another person suffer less, to make another person happy, you should do it right now, because tomorrow, tomorrow may be too late. Uh, the awareness of impermanence is very important. Um, you might believe that the other person can be there for a long time, but uh, the fact is that uh, she may die tonight or tomorrow. And therefore, whatever you can do to make her happy tonight, uh, uh, before, before she dies, that is very important. Um, uh, the blue sky, for instance, if uh, you do not have a chance to look at it, now, when it is available, and then it may be too late uh, tonight because you might die, die tonight. And that is why the awareness of impermanence helps you to get in touch deeply with the wonders of life that are available in the here and the now. Thich Nhat Hanh uses age-old tools in the daily practice of his spiritual journey. Instead of jumbling the mind with a multiplicity of thoughts and worries, he suggests paying careful attention to what one is directly experiencing. Notice your breath. Walk deliberately and slowly. Savor your meal in silence. The reward for these disciplines, he says, is a calmer, happier frame of mind, even in the face of adversity. Uh, peace is always there to some extent. And if you know uh, how to practice, and then you can always be in touch with peace. 
to some degree for your, for your nourishment and healing. And then you'll be strong enough in order to, to face, to deal with the, uh, the opposite side, the, the negative side. Uh, suppose uh, there are a few trees dying in your garden. If your tree is dying in yeah, the garden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that that is uh, something you have, there's something you have to do in order um, to improve uh, the situation. But you should know that there are other trees that are still vigorous, beautiful. So to be aware of, uh, uh, of the positive aspects of life is very important so that you can be nourished and strong enough uh, to be able to deal with what is not uh, right in the present moment. And even when the bombs are falling and the, the fear of war is around you, are you able to contact that peace that you say is always there? Right, right. It's like a, a, a doctor. Uh, when uh, patients come to him or her, uh, and cry and suffer a lot. The doctor should be calm. Uh, the suffering is there, but the doctor is capable of, uh, of keeping calm uh, in order to, to, to help. So you should have uh, some kind of peace and serenity within yourself in order to handle well the situation of war. Otherwise, you will make the situation worse. And uh, that is a secret of practice. Uh, you have to cultivate peace in yourself so that you can be calm when you face a difficult situation. And what kinds of steps can we take in our personal lives to become more available to that potential that is always there? The first step is to stop. Stop running. We keep running to the future. We believe that uh, happiness may be possible in the future. And that is why we sacrifice the present moment, uh, which is the moment where the kingdom of God is available. So stopping is very important. It is a, a real practice. We have been running all our life. And uh, that is because we believe that happiness is not possible in, in the present moment. Uh, there are many ways of practicing uh, stopping. Like when you uh, begin to breathe in and stop all your thinking and, and begin to, to establish yourself in the present moment. When you are capable of establishing yourself in the present moment, you are able to get in touch with the blue sky, the snow, uh, the beautiful trees, the song of the birds, and all of them belong to the kingdom of God. If you continue to run, how can you get in touch? So stopping is very important. The practice of walking meditation is to touch the kingdom of God with every step you make. The practice of mindful breathing is to touch the kingdom of God with every in-breath and out-breath.
You've done a lot of work with refugees, including the boat people who fled harsh conditions in Vietnam. How does one help refugees heal the pain in their lives? Well, uh, it looks like all of us are refugees. All of us are seeking a refuge. Every one of us aspire to go to a place where there is uh, safety, uh, where is love, and therefore we are all refugees. We are all, we are all seeking for a refuge. And uh, not only the, the boat people, uh, the people who, who are running away from uh, a situation of uh, fighting, they are refugees, but all of us uh, are refugees. We want uh, stability, we want uh, safety, we want love. And um, according to the teaching and the practice I have uh, received, uh, it is possible to create uh, refuge for us, for ourselves, and for the people we love. Mm, solidity, uh, compassion, understanding mm, is something that we can cultivate. It is an island where we can come and take refuge. One person can be a refuge if that person has enough understanding, enough peace within himself or herself. When you have that, other people like to come and to sit close to you, the children also. And if uh, we bring people like that together, we have a community. Uh, in Buddhism we call it Sangha. We have a community. And community is a good refuge. And taking refuge in a community of love, of uh, harmony, is very important. And uh, to me, the most uh, noble task of uh, men and women in our time is to build uh, communities. Because uh, many people uh, feel that they are lost. They, they want to take refuge. Uh, they want to have a refuge. And a community practicing harmony, uh, brotherhood, understanding, and compassion is what the people of our time need the most. Thich Nhat Hanh has founded several communities attempting to follow these ideals. At Plum Village, the meditation center in southwestern France, where he lives most of the time, residents sign a peace treaty in a public ceremony, pledging to settle differences promptly instead of allowing grudges to fester. Nhat Hanh believes such simple communication is a powerful tool in preventing conflict, because warfare invariably stems from misunderstanding, what he calls wrong perceptions. The people uh, who, uh, uh, who use airplanes in order to uh, destroy the, um, the World Trade Center, uh, they may think of uh, uh, the act is an act of justice. They may think that uh, the World Trade Center, um, the Pentagon, is the symbol of uh, imperialism. Uh, they may have the idea that uh, America is trying to destroy Islam as a religion, uh, uh, to destroy them as uh, a people. And uh, these are wrong perceptions. And um, because of these wrong perceptions, they have, uh, they have acted in that way. 
And if uh, if uh, an intelligent uh, kind of answer is uh, to help them to remove the wrong perceptions in them, and that cannot be done by uh, airplanes and bombs, that can be done by intelligence and compassion. In order to help them to remove the wrong perceptions, uh, you have to be patient. You have to use your intelligence and compassion. You cannot use uh, bombs and tanks and airplanes. This is very clear. But so many people, of course, will respond that the danger posed by a terrorist who would hijack an airplane, crash it into a skyscraper, kill thousands of people, cannot be adequately rebuffed merely by compassion. Because they do not know how to think uh, deeply and in long terms. You know that uh, everyone is uh, responsible uh, to some extent for what has happened, not only the, uh, the terrorists, but all of us. We have contributed in, in, uh, in making the wrong perceptions. We have lived in such a way that make people misunderstand us. We have said things, we have done things in order to give them the impression that we, are, we have been trying to destroy them as a people, as a religion. We have done and we have lived in such a way that they be, believe that they are victims of our discrimination and hatred. And that is why we cannot say that they are the only people who are responsible for, for the suffering but uh, we have to look back into our situation. In the United States of America, many people believe that they are victims of discrimination, injustice. And uh, we have not even tried to listen to their voice, to their suffering. And that is why uh, my proposal is that the United States of America organize uh, sessions of listening, deep listening, compassionate listening, and invite uh, representatives of those people in the country who believe that they are victims of injustice and discrimination to come and, and to express themselves. Should we do that in our living rooms? Yeah, uh, it should be organized not politically. If it is organized by politicians and then people will think that this kind of manipulation or something. I think there are many people who can organize that, that these sessions of uh, deep and uh, compassionate listening. There are many intelligent and compassionate people in America. They can come together and organize these sessions of deep and compassionate listening and invite those people who, who, who believe that they, they, they have been victims of injustice and discrimination. And then we have to create a, a kind of environment where people have the courage uh, to speak out because they are afraid also. Uh, we have to assure them that uh, we really want to listen to them and understand the suffering of our country, of our people. And, and this session can be televised to the whole nation to follow the practice of, of, of meditation, of, of deep listening, of looking deeply into the suffering of our nation. And if America can do that, it will, she will inspire a lot of confidence in the world. America is now capable of listening to the suffering of her own people. See, that is what we, we, we have to, to see, uh, we have to do. Because we already agree with each other that peace must always begin with us. 
uh, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to deal with ourselves uh, um, tenderly, um, nicely, uh, peacefully uh, before we can do uh, the same thing uh, with another person. So America uh, making peace within herself by the practice of deep listening and uh, loving speech is very important to, under- to, re- to really understand the suffering within the country. Not Han believes in the power of empathy and compassion to change people's hearts, even the hardened hearts of those who've been blinded by fear and by rage. Instead of attacking those who would threaten us, he looks for nonviolent solutions. You can say things like this. We know that uh, you also want safety. We want safety, but we, want, we, 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 we know that you want to live in safety also. And we, we know that we don't have, uh, we won't have uh, safety unless you, you too have safety. So is there anything we can do uh, in order to help you to live more in safety? You can say things like that. We must help each other rather than punishing each other. So that kind of language will move the heart of people. And you know that uh, America can play the role of a big sister or a big brother to other, to other nations. To build brotherhood, to build safety for other people is to, is to in, uh, secure our own safety. And this is not something difficult to understand, you see. So we, we need politicians who can act uh, in the spirit of uh, humanism. Uh, that can see that uh, that everyone is a brother and e- uh, sister to each other. That uh, safety uh, is not an individual matter. That if uh, they don't have safety, we wouldn't have safety. And that is why instead of fighting each other, punishing each other, we should come together in order to work it out so that both sides will profit. And this is something possible. And the practice of deep listening, compassionate listening, and using loving speech is a very crucial. And this can be cultivated. Uh, first of all, you, you, you get uh, to be calm enough, to, to, to calm down, calm yourself down with the practice of mindful breathing, mindful walking. And when you are calm enough, you begin to, 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 to start a dialogue using deep listening, loving speech. Vietnamese-born Zen Buddhist master Thich Nhat Hanh, speaking from Maple Forest Monastery in South Woodstock, Vermont. Listening to Humankind, I'm David Freudberg. Our program is presented by Human Media in association with the Network Incorporated. 
Studio recording by Bill Wangren. Editorial assistance from Francis McGovern. Special thanks to Art Cohen and Maple Forest Monastery. Program development and support provided by Shart Media. You can hear more episodes of our series at humankindpodcast.org. That's humankindpodcast.org. This segment with Thich Nhat Hanh is Humankind Program number 55. The executive producer is David Freudberg. Please subscribe to our free weekly podcast. The title is Humankind on Public Radio. You can find it at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major podcast services, as well as through our website. Again, the podcast title is Humankind on Public Radio. And if you'd like to support our program, please visit humankindpodcast.org. And at the top, click on How You Can Help. Thank you.